0: Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama segbaji this Sunday, 10 a.m., at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate-Crawley, 8 ds or call 1293 885000 for more information. Or on the web at SolutionChapel.org. Lucian Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.
1: The honor and the glory. Go into that woman's heart, Lord, this morning. Go into that man's heart this morning. Perform your surgery this morning, Lord. Re re mahanda. Let our hearts be changed this morning. Let that hard, stony heart be changed and made a heart of flesh. Re our hearts be changed I Rakaya kaya babahanda re Who is like unto you, God? Who is like unto you, mighty King of glory? Who can be compared unto you, O God? Among the gods, who is like unto you? Who is like unto you, O God? Who is like unto you, O God? You are the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for you, O God? You are the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for you, O God? Visit somebody with a miracle this morning, O God. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. Tell that story, Lord. We will not be ridiculed. Father, thank you that no one will be ridiculed in Solution Chapel. No one will be laughed at, oh God. Everyone will glorify your name. You are worthy. Take all the glory. Take all the glory, Lord. Take your glory, King of kings. Take your glory, glory Lord of kings. Take
0: glory,
1: yeah. King of kings. <laughs> you deserve. Oh, take your glory, take your glory, King. Oh, lift up your voice this morning. Take your glory, Lord. Oh, take your glory, take your glory, King God. to you. Why? Oh, you are worthy. You are worthy, King God. Oh, you are worthy, Lord. Take your clothes. Father, we thank you, we give you praise, we magnify your name. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for your touch this morning. Thank you that our lives will never be the same again. We give you praise. It's all about your glory this morning. May I reduce and may you increase. Father, thank you. Let everyone here gathered, Lord, everyone streaming live. Let them not see me, but let them see your glory, Lord. Let them see your hand upon their lives. Father, thank you for those miracles that you just did among us this morning. Thank you for that touch that you just touched us this morning. We give you praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's worthy. He is worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy to be glorified. Him alone is worthy. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. You're all welcome to church this morning. Wow. His presence is so sweet. He's sweeter than the honeycomb. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but if you really believe God for a miracle, you have received one this morning. You have really received one this morning. This was not planned. This was nothing. I just wanted to say amen, hallelujah, and give you the word, but God interrupts us. Amen. For your purpose, for your good. Amen. Well, I bring you greetings from our senior pastor. Amen. I send you greetings. He's on his way from Chicago this morning. Probably he'll come while we are still on service and, and, and go home. I don't know what time, I can't remember what time his flight is, but he's landing this morning or this early afternoon. And uh, we thank God for what God has done. The great things he, I, I, I won't share his testimony because I think it will be good for him to share his own testimony. So you wait and let him share his own testimony. But church, what God is doing in Solution Chapel, the Bible says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man. The things that God has in store for you. Connect with the glory. Connect with the glory. Connect with the glory. And we thank God they had a wonderful time at the International um, Faith Conference and, and their faith is ignited, amen. Their faith is ignited, they can see possibility, amen. Where the enemy said you won't go there, they can see possibility. Amen. So this morning, just thank God for their life. Thank God for what the deposit they have received. And thank God that he's our senior pastor. Amen. Amen. We thank God that he will still come and pour out what he received for the past five or seven days they've been there. And their lives will never be the same ever again. Amen. It was glorious. So my my time, when, when he goes to bed... I'm way asleep. So I'm catching up even this morning when he was flying. It was 2 a.m. this side. So I had to speak on the phone. I was really half asleep, and I said, God, you know, thank you. So it's been that kind of week for us. But God is faithful, He is stretching us and He's showing us His glory. It's all about Him, Church. It's all about Him. So I will I will leave Him to share His own testimony because. I think he will do justice to it. Amen. So we thank God for what God has done in their lives and Pastor Anthony. And uh, we thank God that they are safely arriving um, this morning into Crawley. And uh, we know that Solution Chapel will never be the same again. Amen. 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 So this month is our month of glory. You know, I feel like um, I can just worship God the whole service today. I don't know about you, but it feels like what I've prepared. You know, I was sleeping. I don't know about you, but you know, when you sleep and you can feel the presence of God. I don't know who's experienced that before. You can feel the presence of God. It's like you have covered with your covers and you feel cold because the glory. If you desire it this morning, you will receive it. Amen. Because it's all about him. Well, let's go into the word because I don't have the whole morning. Otherwise, I can start praise and worship and invite the choir and we start all over. And we'll be there forever and ever. Amen. So this theme for today is, Lord, show me your glory. Does anybody want to see the glory of God? Amen. Amen. Show me your glory. Let's go there in the book of Exodus, chapter number 33 and verse 18. Holy Spirit, teach us this morning. Teach us your ways. Let us never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we ready? Amen. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 18. If you are there, say, I am there. Oh, only two people are there. Exodus is in the beginning. It's Genesis, it's Exodus, so it's easy. Don't start from Revelation. It's just Genesis and Exodus, amen. Praise God. We welcome our online viewers this morning and we trust that God will speak into your lives and your lives will never be the same again, amen. The same glory we are experiencing, may your life experience the same glory in Jesus' name, amen. And he said, please show me your glory, Is anybody crying out to the Lord, show me your glory, show me something new? Is somebody tired of the old in this place? Is anybody tired of the old ways of doing things and just exhausted going about doing your own thing? It feels like you're doing the same thing the same way. One thing will make a difference in your life this month, this year is the glory of God. Amen. So what is the glory of God? What is, what is the glory of God? When I I was reading it, it is the splendor of God. It is the majesty of God. It is the manifested presence of God. Amen. The beauty, the essence of God, the power of God. Amen? This is the kind of glory that resurrected Christ from the dead. Jesus was not woken up by a human being and say, wake up, Jesus, wake up. It was the glory of God that hovered over his life and he woke up from the dead. And this is why, you know, the glory is so important because when you create the environment for the glory, your life will never be the same again. So we hear Moses saying, Lord, show me your glory, please show me. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory in my life. I want to see your glory in my children. I want to see your glory in my marriage. I want to see your glory in my finances because when you invite the glory, you cannot Box God to say, God, come into my marriage. Come into my, 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 my children's life. Come into my, my finances. Come into, in, 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 into, in, into, into my business. But don't come into my work life. I prefer my work life left alone. Or I prefer my marriage left alone. You cannot box God and say, God, only come into my, into my marriage. But don't touch my money. When you invite God, God comes in his entire majesty and he comes into your life and he touches every part of your life. He touches every cell in your body. He touches every tissue in your body, every bone in your body. You cannot limit him to say, God, just touch this area. Please, please don't even go to this area. Don't even touch it. I don't want a miracle in this area, but I want a miracle in this area. You cannot choose miracles. You cannot choose where the glory of God goes in your life. Amen. So Moses was crying out to God, please God, show me your glory. When the glory of God manifests, it begins, people begin to worship God. Just like we experienced this morning as we are worshiping him. When we lift your voice, God manifests himself. He manifests himself. This is why a lot of people, when you worship God, you don't understand your body reacts to the presence of God. Your whole body reacts. You want, you want to lift up your hands. Tears begin to stream from your face. Your body begins to receive the glory of God. Some people begin to tremble in the presence of the Lord. It is because he's majesty, his power, his splendor, his his, his awesomeness, his glory is invading every area of your life. Your body cannot even take it. Amen. This is why we need him to invade every part of our bodies. Amen. What does the Holy Spirit tell us? That our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when we begin to worship God, we don't worship him just by singing songs and marching along the line. Our heart needs to be, whatever you are meditating on as you worship him, this is what you are worshiping. So when your mind is away and we are worshiping in church and you are thinking about the cares of the world, the shift that you are going through tonight, the, how tired you are, how hard it was at work last night, how hard things are going on for you and you are worshiping God with one hand and the choir is, is leading and your heart is somewhere else. It means you are not worshiping God. You are worshipping whatever is in your mind at that time. Whatever has filled your mind at that time, that's what you are worshipping. So if you are thinking about your next shift, your next shift has become your God. If you are thinking about your shopping later in a supermarket nearby, then... Your, your, your God has become that trolley and that shopping. You're imagining yourself going around the aisles and shopping. That is your God at that time. So when we worship him, the Bible says we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. If you don't know how to do that, as you close, you are begin to, to be grateful for things God has done. Begin to say, Father, thank you. Thank you for giving me health. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for giving me children. Thank you for giving me abandoned life. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that I can see. Father, I worship you because you provide my need for you. By the time you finish, you are already worshiping him. You are already thinking about it. The Bible says, count your blessings. Name them one by one. By the time you say one, Father, thank you that my children are catered for. My children are going to the best schools. My children are doing well at school. Thank you for help. Thank you that I'm in church. Some people are in the mortuary. Thank you, Lord, that I have health. Somebody died last night. Thank you, Lord, that I have breath in my life. Somebody didn't make it in ICU yesterday. Father, thank you for giving me life an abundant life. Father, I praise you. I thank you. I worship you. You've just been on number five and your spirit is already elevated and pushing and pressing and pressing against all the thoughts and the cares of the world. Amen. Because when we sit here, trust me, if I, if I, if just for one second, if I go that way and you start thinking, your mind will go somewhere. If I go that way, you start thinking, oh my God, you know, yesterday, this, your mind, you just need to tell your mind, we are grateful. Mind, we are thinking of God now. Mind, we are thanking him. Mind, we we are blessing the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You are just blessing him from the bottom of your heart. Your praise, Lord, shall continually be in my mouth. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. By the time you finish, God has done awesome things. You are worshipping him. Amen. Amen. So Moses was asking God, show me your glory, Lord. But before he did in verse 18, when you read from verse 7 or from verse 8, so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at the tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. It came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended And stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. Hallelujah. The Lord will talk with you this week. Amen. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. When you see the glory lift, it's time for you to worship him. Amen. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as the man speak to his friend and he would return to the camp, but the servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say you bring me up these people, but you have not let me know who you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know your name and you have also found grace in my sight. Does God know your name? Does God know your name? Yes. Amen. If you are a born again, child of God, God knows your name. Yes. Moses said, Lord, see, you say, bring these people, but you have not told me who you are going with. But you have said, I know your name. And you have also found grace in my sight. This morning, know for a fact that God knows your name. Yes. He, he probably knows you more than you know yourself. Yes. He probably knows you better than you know yourself. Amen. I like the scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. Let's just bring it. This is how how intimate God knows you. Matthew 10, 30. Praise God. God knows you better than you know yourself. Look what he says. But the very hairs on your head, they are all numbered. The very hairs on your head, they are all numbered. When you take your wig, take your weave, take everything that is artificial on your head, and you stand in the mirror, and God knows how many hair you have. God knows how many fell this morning. When you combed your hair with a brush, and you saw how many, you ca- can you count how many hairs in your hairbrush? God numbered every single one of them. So He says, hair follicle number. Three million and one is falling. Three, three million and two is falling on the floor. This is how detailed God is about our lives. He knows the very hair on your head is numbered. So when a man loses his hair because of boldness, he knows how many has fallen off. You might not see, you just touch your head and there's nothing left. But God knows how many fell off. This is how detailed God is. So how can he not care about what you are going through? How can he not care about your well-being? How can he not care that your marriage is not working out? How can he not care that your children have gone wayward? How can he not care that you are sick in, a, in your body and you cannot even tell anybody? How can he not care? How can he not care when he knows you this well? He knows you too well. Amen. When the glory of God descends, flesh is minimized. The focus is not on flesh, it's on God. When the presence really comes upon our lives, we don't focus on ourselves. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, you know, we should not worry about what we will eat, what we will, what we, what we will drink. We should worry about the kingdom of God because the birds of the air, they don't, they don't toy, they don't sow, yet our heavenly father feeds them. They don't sow. Did you put money in the offering bowl this morning? You have sown. Do you tithe? You tithe. How can your heavenly father not feed you? How can he not take care of you? He is a faithful God. Amen. He is a faithful God, too faithful. Praise God. So when our flesh is worshipping him and the glory of God descends upon us, we know for a fact that we are not by ourselves. He is with us always till the end of time. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of John chapter 4. Praise God. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, solution. You will never be the same ever again. Never, ever be the same again. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the story of the Samaritan woman. This woman, when you come into contact with the glory of God, you can never be the same. Even if you come to God pretending everything is fine, there's no issues in your life, everything is smooth, everyone has issues. Everyone has issues. Do you have issues? Of course. Do I have issues? Of course. Everyone has issues. Everyone has issues. But you see, when you come into contact with the glory of God, your life can never be the same. Your issues become minimized. You don't zoom in on your issues. A lot of Christians give up their faith walk because they they take take a magnifying glass. And go like that on their issues and they become big and such that you can't even come to church because you think your issue is way big. How many people cannot walk through the doors of the church because they think, I cannot take this issue into the presence of God. They zoom in on the minor instead of zooming in on the glory. When you zoom in on the glory, your minors become very small. It becomes very small. It becomes very small. Don't capitalize on your mistakes. Connect with the glory. As you look up to him, their faces were not ashamed. When you look to him, your faces is always glowing. You are never ashamed. It's not because you don't have issues. It's because you are looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's read chapter 4. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had Jesus made or baptized. Let's start from verse 5. John chapter 4, verse 5. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the blood ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being worried from his journey, sat by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came draw, to draw water from Jesus. Jesus said, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food, amen. Then the woman of Samaria said to, he, to him, how is it that you being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have not dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living waters. Hallelujah. The woman said to Jesus, sir, you have nothing to draw with. You see, he was just trying to push him away. You have nothing to drink with. You cannot drink from this well. Amen? Amen. Are you greater than our father's Jacob who gave us the well? and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drink of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become to him a fountain of water, springing up to eternal life. The woman said to, to him, "Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. If anyone tells you, you drink this water, you will never be thirsty again. You will say, just, just give me that, please. Just give me that. I don't want to thirst again. This is what the glory can do. Give me this living water, Lord, so I may never have to thirst again. Give me this glory, Lord, so I can live in your, in your presence perpetually. Amen. And Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. Oh, trouble begins. Go call your husband. This is when I say God knows every issue you have. You cannot hide it from him. He will ask you gentle. Just go call your husband. Then this is a really sore spot because it's not one husband. It's not two husbands. It's not my husband. It's not anybody's husband at the moment. It's our husband. So this is an issue that Jesus is trying to deal with. So allow the glory to deal with those issues in your life. Allow God to to just go in in your life and, and deal with those issues and turn your life a bit upside down so he can get to that sore spot. Because sometimes you say, does it hurt here? You say no, but the place that it hurts the most, that's the place you don't want it touched. So Jesus was going there. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you, you have said well, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Amen. The woman said, sir, I surrender. Sir, I surrender. Now I know. Amen. He said, "Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and the Jews said to Jerusalem, in this said in this in, in Jerusalem, in this place where where one ought to worship." And Jesus said to her, "Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know." We know what we worship, hallelujah. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such who will worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. So you see she came into contact with the glory. Not knowing that the glory will reveal certain things in her life. And now we say, show me your glory, Lord. And when the glory of God comes in your life, he will correct you. He will nudge you to say, don't do that. Christians, don't do that. Don't do this this way. Don't talk this way. Don't say this to your husband. It's it's not a good thing to say. Don't do this. Don't touch that. Don't do this. The glory comes to correct us. But when he corrects us, he's correcting us into righteousness. Because we have the same image as Christ. So when he comes to correct us, he wants us to align with Christ. He's not saying don't do that because he doesn't like you. No, it is for our own good. Amen. When he comes to correct us, it is for our own good. Amen. So when we meet him, our lives can never be the same amen because he says he knows you so well before I formed you in your mother 's womb I knew you Jeremiah one five a lot of people who are either often along the way they find it difficult to to believe that God has a good plan for them for their life because they look back at their life and say God where's my mother where's my father where's my family what is this but God says before I you were formed. I knew you. So he formed, if you are here, God formed you for a purpose. If you are in this auditorium, you are online, you can hear God formed you for a purpose. There is no one who was born here by error, by mistake, just because this and this happened and you came, so you were a mistake. God doesn't make a mistake. Everyone is special before him. I told you the number of your hairs is numbered. The Bible says he's written your name in the palms of his hands. He's written, so your palms, you see them every day. Your palms are before you. Your palms, you use them to do awesome things. So every time he sees his palms, he sees your name. He carries your name everywhere he goes. God is omnipresent everywhere. So wherever God is, your name is there also. So how important can you be? How important? You should never let the devil put you down and say you're good for nothing because of your background. Your background matters nothing. The Bible says behold all things have passed away behold the new is here. Everything that happened in the past it was just bringing you closer to him. It might not make sense because sometimes it doesn't but everything works together for our good. No matter where you've been, what you've done, no matter where your life has taken you before, God seals things I, before you came, I knew you. Before you were born, even it goes first, before you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. Some people could have said, terminate, her, terminate him, but your mom and dad kept you, or whatever the situation you were kept, you are here. God has great plans for you. God has great plans for you. If you knew how many millions were fighting to fertilize one egg and you made it, you should walk with your head lifted high saying, I am a winner. (laughs) I am a winner. Everyone here is a winner. Everyone here won the race. It was a tough race because millions were competing. Millions were competing. But you came number one. So this is where we are all equal, we are all number one, we are all successful, we all have a gold medal, we all have made it. This is why the Bible says, run the race that is set before you with endurance. It says run the race because all of us are already winners. It says run the race with endurance so you can obtain a crown. So our running in here, we are running to obtain the crown, but we are not starting from a defeated point we are starting from a place of victory. So when you cried and said, yeah, that was the day you announced that a victor has come. The one who has won the race has come. So the challenges that come in between is nothing. Is nothing. You know this projector here, if you were to zoom in, there are beams that are coming from there to here. But can you see the beams? You can't. But if you were to use a microscope, a very small microscope, what he's projecting with, it's got a beam. Sometimes you see it when you see a projector, when you're doing conferences and a projector is beaming. You can see when it's dark that there's a ray and and the image is there. Between here and there. You can see the image of what God wants you to be. But you don't know the in-between. You do not know the in-between. From there to here, how the image is projected on the screen, and it's a big image, you don't know how it happens. This is our walk with him. This is why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... Even if he leads me beside still waters, he will lead me beside still waters. Even in the shadow of death, my God will lead me. But then he prepares a table for me in the midst of my enemies. But before you come to the table, for him to prepare a table, you have gone through some testing. You are walking along the beam. But sometimes it feels dark. It feels like you're doing this. God, when, when will this be over? When will this be over? But he is with you. The Bible says he is holding your hand. When you go through the rivers, he is swimming with you, but you don't know. When you go through the fire, he is holding your hand. I said on Thursday, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, just because they believed in God, And they were professing him as their Lord. They were put into the fiery furnace. Sometimes situations put you in fire. But because God is holding your hand, what's going to happen? The fire won't scourge you. One bit. It might feel like it's stinging. The fire is stinging. But when you come out, when Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego came out of that fire. Let me start when they were in the fire. When they were in the fire, they were waiting. They heated the thing seven times. They said, today we are finishing them. We are collecting the coal, the charcoal. We are collecting the ashes. We are collecting their bones and discarding them. We are actually finishing them off. Their names will never be heard on this planet ever again. These people who serve this God, they will never be heard on this planet. These people who are calling the name of the Lord. They, we, let, let's just finish them. Let's put them in the fire. Not just do it as normal, heat it seven times. Heat it seven times. The enemy sometimes puts you in that kind of fire and say ten, the fire. And they say one. This is, the enemy says, oh no. We're not going to one. And they say two, they say no. Three, no. Four, no. Five, no. Six, heat it up. Seven, that's it. Let's finish them. They put them in the fire. Heat it up. You know, if if you burn yourself when you are cooking, just just touching the fire, you scream, you cry. It's, oh! You put your rash and put your finger on, in water, and sometimes it swells up a bit. Just just this tiny bit. You can imagine their the whole body, their hair, their everything. If they had synthetic hair, it means the hair was was. Was, was touching it, was, was scorched all over them. Amen. Amen. They put them in the fire. But guess what happened? The son of man showed up in the fire. He showed up in the fire and turned it into a worship service. And they were dancing on the fire. They said, Uh, We thought we put three men there. What's happening? There is a fourth man. And that man is the son of God. That man will be the son of God in your life. In the midst of that fire. In the midst of that fire. It is the son of God. They were dancing. They were worshipping. I worship you Lord. We glorify your name Lord. They came back. They were trembling. Because they need to open now and take all the eggs today, everything, the bones, when they open, they come out. Hello. And the Bible makes us understand that when they came out, you know when you've been around the barbecue and people have barbecued meat all day, when you go home, you think, oh, my hair is smelling of barbecue, my clothes. So you take them out because everything is smelling of the fire. When they came out, they could not even smell the fire on them. Let alone that they were not burnt. They were not burnt. Their hair was intact. Everything, they just walked out of the fire like this. Say, Glory. This is our story. Don't let that fire take you away from His presence. While you are there, put worship music, put praise music and dance and dance and dance and dance because the Bible says when the praises go up, his presence comes down. So that's the only way. In your car, I know who I am. I know who I am. I am yours. I am your Worship in the midst. Of your fire. Because when you do that. You are heaping coals upon your enemy. You are heaping coals upon your enemy. So I don't know who is in that kind of fire this morning. But the glory of God is going to invade that fire. And subdue that fire. And you will come out and say. Did I just come out of that? Did I just come out of that? you will look back and say, no, no human being can come out of here. I remember when my brother-in-law had an accident back in South Africa, and the accident was meant to finish him. He, the car, when they showed me the car, the pictures of the car, there is no possibility that a human being could survive that car crash. The car was nearly a, a ball of everyone who, the, the nurse and when that happened, from nowhere, there was a doctor who came, there was a nurse who came to the scene, rescued him, called the ambulance. This is what God can do. When you think you are done, you are finished, this is it for you. God sends help from everywhere. He sends help from everywhere. He was sent to, 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 to ICU. It was a critical thing, but when we look back, even today, when they came, they said, I don't know why, how, how, why I'm still here. How, wh- what God wants me to do. He has since then, his life has changed. His life has been transformed. His life has, has taken another, t- the way he, he values the things of God. He's building a facility. He's going to host International Conference of Pastors. He, his, his children are serving the Lord. This is what happens when, when you think you are done. God says, I'm not done with you yet. When you think you are down under, don't kick yourself because God has not given up on you yet. This is why in church sometimes we don't understand when people worship the way they do. You may not understand it. You may not understand why people cry when they worship because they know what God has done for them. And they know that without God, we would not have done this. They know that God has rescued your mom from the mouth of the lions. So when people are lifting up their hands and worshiping, don't judge them. Instead, they say, God, I'm so grateful for her life. Whatever you've done for her, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Whatever you have done for her, it's a big thing. You can tell. I'm grateful if you have nothing to thank God about. Let's look into the book of Luke quickly. Amen. Are you being blessed today? Amen. The book of Luke. We'll just quickly look into those two books. 19 chapter, please. I will start from chapter 18. This is where people don't understand why you do the things you do. When you are desperate, God will show up for you. Amen. Verse 35. Amen. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. Amen. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. You can imagine he's blind. He can hear people pushing, pushing about He's asking, what's happening? What's happening? I can't see. What's happening? Amen. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by in Solution Chapel this morning. And he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He had. They were pushing, they were shoving. If you are blind, people can take you anywhere. And you'll still go. But thank God he had he had the noise that something is happening. Something great is happening. I don't know what it is. Tell me what's going on. They said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. I don't know who's crying out today. Say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. I don't know what it is you are crying to him about. The next verse, please. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. Church folks, they say, shh. The king of kings is passing. Shh. Be quiet. When you're worshiping God. They say, what's wrong with her? Why is she crying like this? Like, it's the end of the world. Be quiet. How can you be quiet when the... Jesus is passing by. And he has your miracle in his hand. How can you be quiet? If he has your miracle in his hand, you will shout the louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You will shout the louder. You will call upon his name. But he cried out all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Let's see the next one. So Jesus stood still. He just said, I suppose, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is it that needs a miracle here? Who is it that needs a visitation here? Who is it that needs my touch here? I heard him. He knows me too well. Son of David, have mercy on me. And he commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked, Hallelujah. Saying, what do you want me to do for you? Hey, what a blank check. What a blank check this morning. Solution Chapel, what do you want Jesus to do for you? What do you want Jesus to do in your life? What do you want him to do for you? Today is a blank check. Just ask anything. Amen. He says, is there anything too hard for me? There's nothing too hard. Is it a house you need? He has mansions in heaven. Is it a breakthrough you need? He has it. He will ask you so he can know exactly how to bless you. Amen? You can't say, oh God, I want everything. What is everything? What do you want me to do for you? You can just not say, oh God, just bless me. What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on somebody this morning. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on our lives this morning. Father, breakthrough in our lives this morning. Father, thank you for that miracle. Thank you for your hand, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. Don't let anything limit you. Don't let anything limit you. Don't look down upon yourself. Zacchaeus realized that he was short of short stature. He realized that, you know what? Jesus is passing. These people are pushing me actually here. These tall people are pushing me. These tall people are pushing me. But I really want to see Jesus. So think quick Zacchaeus. What are you going to do? He decided to climb the tree. So he can see him. He decided to ascend. Move from that place where you are. Ascend. Go higher up. You've been in the low for a long time. Go up. Climb the tree. Get a, view, a full view of Jesus. Get a full view of Jesus. Get a full view of Jesus. Where you can do a selfie and say, yeah, he's passing here. Look, 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 he's passing there. But if he's there, he can't see. He says, I want to see him. Where is he? He's passing. He climbed on the tree. God probably to the highest branch. Can you imagine somebody climbing on the tree because they want to see? Do you think Jesus will see that as if an act of faith or not? Of course. Everyone is just pushing. Where is Jesus? Where is he? Oh, there, there, there. No. He climbed up. Purpose to climb up. In your prayer life, climb up. In your worship, climb up. You won't find him here where everyone is. Just ascend to where he is. When you climb up, you can see a full clear view of who he is. You can say, wow, there is the Son of Man. There is the King of Kings. There is the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Climb up. What you need is an ascending. Be where he is. I want to be where you are. Amen. I want to be where you are. See him from that view. If there is noise in your life, you cannot hear him. If there's obstructions in your life, you cannot see him. Just separate yourself. Climb up. He was a sinful man, Zacchaeus, but he wanted to see Jesus. And for that, Jesus noticed him. He says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. I'm coming to your house today. I am dining with you, Zacchaeus, today. All these people who offered him lunch, he said, no. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today. So when he comes, he brings his presence. He brings his Shekinah glory. He brings his his peace with him, amen? He brings sheaves of peace with him. When he enters and he's accepted, the Bible says where we are accepted, we leave our peace there. He opened his door. Zacchaeus dined with Jesus that night. Ascend. If you can't hear God here, it means probably there's a lot of noise going around. Go to a place where you can be with him. Be alone with him. Lock your room and be alone with him. Spend time with him. Amen. Finally, as we close, the glory of God differentiates between the children of God. It sets you apart. You are different and your life means you are different. Amen. Let's go to the book of Exodus. I'm sure you all know the story of the plagues that happened in Egypt. When Pharaoh was hardening his heart, God had to send 10 plagues. The first one, the water became blood. Exodus chapter 10 verse 23. Praise God. The first one, the water turned into blood. The second one, there were frogs. The third one, there were lice. The fo- fourth one, there were flies. The livestock was, was dying, left, right, and center, the fifth one. The sixth one, there were boils all around. The seventh one, there was hail. The next one, there were locusts. Amen? And then the ninth one, there was darkness in the land oh it was dark it was very 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 dark the bible says in verse 23 it was so dark they did not see one another nor did anyone rise from his place for three days but look what happened but oh, but <laughs> all the children of israel had light in their dwellings. It was dark in the land. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. You can never be in darkness. You can never experience darkness in your life. You can never be depressed. The world can be depressed and be in darkness, but you as children of God, this is your testimony. You are the light of the world and let your light so shine before men so that they can glorify our Father in heaven. Amen. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Oh, what a a promise that no matter what happens in your workplace, if you are a child of God, there is always light around you. When they see you, let them see the glory of God. Let them see the glory of God. Let them say, here she comes. Even if they don't know why, they're saying, here she comes. Because when you come, you bring in the presence. And the present comes with everything, with all the blessings, with all the peace, with all the abundance. Hallelujah. And finally, finally, Psalms 97 verse 5. Did I say finally? Okay. (laughs) Amen. Psalms 97 verse 5. The Bible says the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. Hallelujah. Let's start from verse 1. I think I like it from verse 1. Let's start from verse 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitudes of us be glad. Amen. The clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Amen. A fire goes before him and burns down all his enemies around about. Amen. So your enemies, when you are in the glory, you will see what happens to them. The lightings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. Amen. Hallelujah. The mountains, they melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. So if there is a mountain around your life, in your life, somewhere in your family member's life, mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. So when you begin to walk in the glory realm, every mountain around you begins to melt. How can a mountain melt like wax? Except you are in the presence of God. Except you are in the presence of God. Amen. Mountains melt like works when we are in the presence of the Lord. I don't know who wants a mountain to melt this morning, who's believing God for every mountain to melt in their life. It says it melts like wax in the presence of the Lord. You know when you light a candle, the mountain will melt. And then a candle is that big, after a while it goes flat, it goes flat, it goes flat, it goes completely flat. Mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So this morning, whatever mountain you have faced in your life, I just want you to close your eyes and invite the glory of God. Says, Father, I have heard your word. Let every mountain surrounding me, surrounding my family, my husband, my children, my finances, my everything, my possessions, my investments, every mountain that is surrounding everything around me today because of your glory, today because of your presence. Father, I thank you that every mountain is melting like works in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that from today onward, we will ascend just like Zacchaeus so we can have a full view of Jesus. We will ascend, oh God. We will get close. We will get intimate with you. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your glory invading each and every one of us. Let our lives never be the same. Father, we give you all the praise. We magnify your name. I just want you to open your mouth and speak to God. And just begin to thank him for the word that you have heard today. However it has ministered to you. Father, we thank you. Just like blind Patimos. Father, we thank you. We say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us, O oh God. Father, we thank you. We are sent, Just like the Samaritan woman, Lord, who was changed by your glory. Who was changed by your word. Who was changed by your revelations. Let our lives be changed. Let us be changed and transformed into new men, oh God. Father, let us not become the same person that walked here this morning. Thank you for your glory is permeating every area of our lives, Lord. We thank you that you are giving each and and every one of us a new infill of your glory. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that in you we can be relieved. In you we can rest. In you we can be restored. In you we can be revived. In you we can be revitalized. In you we can be rejuvenated, O oh God. In you we can be refreshed, O oh God. We thank you. We give you praise. Let your glory refresh our lives this morning. Let your glory transform our lives. Let your glory renew us. Let your glory infill our spirit. Let your glory rejuvenate every part of our bodies, Father, every organ of our lives, that every organ of our body that is not functioning properly. We thank you, Lord, that there is a rejuvenation, there is a refreshing, there is a revival, there is a refreshing of the anointing. The glory of God is risen upon us. Arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of God has risen upon us. Father, we thank you. Let your glory arise above us, O God. Let it rise over us. So oh God. Let your glory rise over our lives, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Your glory makes a difference in our lives, Lord. We thank you. May we never take your glory for granted. Thank you that you are with us everywhere we go. Thank you that you have given us the spirit to be victorious. Father, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. We thank you Give us the desire to know you more. The desire to know you more. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord for his word this morning. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We magnify your name. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. There is no God like you. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Did you receive it this morning? Amen, 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 amen. We thank God for your lives. And you know without a shadow of doubt that our lives will never be the same. Don't look back. Run the race that is set before you. Because when you keep looking back, you'll trip and fall. But keep running, running, running until you get that prize in your hand. Our God is faithful. He's a God of all possibility. He's a God of all flesh. There is nothing too hard for him. Amen. Go out there and experience the glory. And go and be refreshed in the glory. His glory is real. Amen. And each and every one of us qualifies for it. Amen. Be blessed. We thank God for your lives. And we are still going out on evangelism next week as usual. On Saturday, if you can, please, um, let's reach out to the lost. Amen. Let's reach out to the lost. Let's bring them to Christ. Amen. Let's bring them to Christ. Just like those four friends that brought one person to Christ who had an issue. Let us be those four men who will carry that one person and bring them to Christ. Do whatever way you can, amen? It is rescue the perishing. Those four friends, they had to carry them. There was no room to go in. They had to bring him through the roof, take out the tiles, take out everything from the roof to bring their friends into the presence of God. So let's do everything we can to bring our families. It's good to see All of you who have traveled and come back. And we thank God for your lives that God has preserved you during your holidays. And now you are back. Amen. Let's come and serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Let's serve the Lord with gladness with all that is within us. Amen. Let us come and give him all the praise. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's be on our feet as we give the benediction. Amen. Father, we thank you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go from this place knowing the glory of God is all over you. Go from this place knowing that you are a winner. You cannot fail. Go from this place knowing that he who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Go and flourish and let your life glorify God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. We love you and we see you on Thursday and on Sunday and on evangelism. Amen.
0: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do, shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbaji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH 10 8 DS, or call 01293 885000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Lucian Chapel International, home of signs, wonders and miracles.